Good afternoon, Professor Peter Lanham. Good afternoon to you. And now it's been it's been a bit of a wobbly old year, and we're getting into the season where we try and celebrate. I know everyone's feeling a bit low on energy and a bit maybe tapped out on 2023, but uh, there are a bunch of holidays rolling around this time of year. And I think <laughs> is it the first one out the gate is is it Hanukkah. First one, you're right, is Hanukkah. Of course, it varies because it's based on a lunar cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's come a lot earlier this year than it would do. Um, it did last year, for example. Last year, it covered the Christmas period. Yes. But this this year begins on the 7th of December, so three days away, and it'll last until the 15th. What so is Hanukkah? Eight days. Hanukkah is a commemoration of the very grim moment in Jewish history when the Seleucid emperor, so that was an emperor who succeeded from uh, Alexander the Great, um, and had an, Alexander died quite young, but he divided up his spoils into his into four of his generals, and one of the generals invaded massively massive parts of Asia Minor including um, the Jewish territory, Mm. which had previously been under Persian control. And so in, uh, was it 175 BC, the last of the Seleucids, Antiochus IV, decided to invade the kingdom of Judea um, at the request of another faction of Jews and he invaded, seized control of the Temple Mount, and declared that all Jewish worship must cease, um, smashed out the great altar of sacrifice that they had rebuilt, and began sacrificing pigs on the scene, which, as you can imagine, was highly offensive. Mm. And so there began a resistance movement a really quite significant guerrilla movement uh, uh, led by a group called the Maccabees. And in a moment of great significance, in 170 BC, they seized, they regained control of the temple, kicked Antiochus out of Jerusalem, and searching through the temple, needing to cleanse it before they could start the worship again, they found just one bottle of oil that had been sealed by the high priest before all these things had happened. Mm -hmm. So they used that to light the lamp in the inside of the temple. And it was only one bottle of oil, and they had no other oil available. But this miraculously lit the temple for eight days. It should have only lit it for one day. And so ever since, the Jews have developed a feast called the Festival of Lights sometimes. It's mentioned in the New Testament, for example, um, in which Jews light the menorah candle, so the seven-sixth candle, and the, the one in the middle is always higher than the others because it's symbolizes the one that lit up and provided hope to the people, a renewal of life and renewal of worship when all had been destroyed around it. So it, it, it's 
not one of the major Jewish festivals. It's become very, very popular in recent years, mostly because in America, Christmas is such a big thing that Jews, who are also a significant proportion of the population, especially in New York, feel like they need something to counteract this. Do they they adopt any sort of Christmas-type traditions? Is is, is Hanukkah pretty much getting together and giving gifts and eating rich food? Giving gifts, uh, lighting lights, set candles, um, having sweets and foods, and um, generally having an excuse for a party. Yeah, okay. So that's the fifth, which since then has caught on quite big. I don't think it's observed in New Zealand, but it's often the most convenient Jewish festival for secular societies that want to encourage um, people to um, support uh, the diversity in the population. They will light a menorah candle for Hanukkah. And, for example, the London, London City Council has been famous for doing this, but this year they decided it wasn't a good year for lighting a Jewish candle. It would just lead to uh, people trying to put it out. And there was an outcry when they did that. And so the candles are going to be lit um, on Thursday. But what's going to be its fate? Yeah, because yes, you know, this, it's crazy. This, this to me is the paradox of, of Hanukkah at the moment, that it's a feast of this survival of Jews in the face of enormous slaughter and destruction. But this year it feels like the boot's a bit on the other foot. Mm. Although, to be fair, um, I've just read an article on the Times of Israel where they tell the story of of the Jewish hostages and the, that, that were taken. Um, and they say that this is a reminder of why we need to remember Hanukkah because we are facing the threat to our survival. You know, thousands of our people were taken into captivity just three weeks ago, and we've got to save them. Um, it's very interesting because Jewish history is full of these tragedies, you know, full of these extraordinary moments of bitterness and grief. Um, which culminated, of course, in the Holocaust. But the result has been a, well, it seems to me quite a tough attitude among Jews that we must fight. I wouldn't say this is true of all Jews, but it is certainly true of some Jews that say, well, there is no choice in these grim days than that we fight to protect our survival. Peter, I mean, we haven't really dived into the the Israel-Palestine conflict at all on that's the spirit yet, but, but how would you begin to unpack the situation over there? Oh, I would for a start say that the events that happened on that day in November um, were in a way just one of those sort of accidents of history that the Hamas people apparently simply came across this big um, party at the same time as they were planning a rocket attack, but they suddenly gained an opportunity to seize a 1,000 people Mm. as hostages. And that opportunism, and Hamas has no, you know, Hamas will do anything, and they're not actually, from my impression is, Hamas has little concern for the well-being of other Palestinians. Mm. Hamas is concerned to achieve a political end 
which is effectively the, the destruction of Israel. Yes. So they seized their chance. And, but like it or not, um, they well, the inevitable effect of that. Well, there was a choice, though. Mind you, the Jews had a choice of how they responded. And they responded with, especially the present government, with an extraordinary vicious vitriol. And how can you hope to wipe out Hamas? I mean, any, anybody knows that political ideologies cannot be destroyed mm. by simply trying to kill people. Yes. So it, it feels to me as though there's an utter disproportion. There is, of course, I mean, an appalling thing that they must fight for their children. Um, and those were utterly innocent people that, that were caught at that, at that um, rock concert. Mm. But this is the, the tragedy of the story of Israel set in, in, in Palestine, that Israel is very, very well armed mm. and has very, very strong friends. And Hamas, as in the process of the last 10 years, got itself unbelievably offside with other Arab nations. Yes. And in fact, if this had not taken place, you know, Israel and Saudi Arabia would, at this point, be in a treaty relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a sense in which Hamas feels its back to the door, feels as though the only Arab states that continue to support it are, um, well, particularly Iran, and kind of rogue states, so that they feel very desperate. Mm. And they are, su they are surprisingly well-armed. I mean, it's still a puzzle to me how they put together the resources to keep up these rocket attacks as they did. Mm. But in the end, the disproportion between Israel's arms and theirs is very, very obvious. Oh, yes, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Peter, back back to the the back to the candles. We've had a text yeah. coming through. Someone saying, "Could you please ask Peter if he knows the temple candle that has been burning for hundreds of years?" Do you know of something of a candle that's been cranking that well, long? No, there is no candle because in AD seventy, the next tragedy occurred when Titus, the Emperor Titus invaded um, with Vespasian, invaded um, once again Jerusalem and wiped out all Jewish celebration, all ritual celebrations, all sacrifices ceased. And since then there had been no, there's been nowhere to do carry out the sacrifices. There's probably been a bit of informal sacrifices going on. Um, so at that point, and then with a further rebellion that was quashed um, 50 years later, then the net result is Jews were driven away from their land and thereby, of course, creating a paradox when they came back to the land that the, the traditional owners of, for the last 1,500 years, 1,600 years, felt as though they'd been evicted from their own places. Now, it shouldn't have been like that. Actually, if the British had used their mandate sensibly, which they gained after World War One, they would, because they had a mandate to protect Arabs as well as Jews and had made promises to both, 
but they utterly failed to create a basis whereby both sides were protected. They tried, but they produced no basis for a long-lasting peace. And Peter, just just before we wrap things up, I just going back to the you know on the Hanukkah thing, uh, trying to separate the actions of Israel and uh, Palestine. Do you think that this year in Aotearoa, New Zealand, Hanukkah uh, celebrations will be somewhat uh, smaller and or quieter than yes, previous years? Yes, they they will be subdued. Yeah. I mean, the, if you drive past um, any either of the synagogues in Auckland, for example, you'll notice yeah. there's armed guards on the gates. Oh, really? At all times. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I have a Jewish neighbour, and I know that they're, they're very concerned about mm. the situation. They feel very vulnerable. They feel as everything that Israel does is visited against every Jew. Now, mm. by and large, Jews in New Zealand anyway, and in most places, the US might be a bit of an exception, um, are very, very uncomfortable with some of the actions of, of Judaism. They would defend the right of the Jewish state to defend itself. Yes. But they feel very embarrassed at the lack of respect for basic human dignities. Mm. Mm. Oh, that sucks. Hey, Peter, thank you so much for um, this edition of That's the Spirit. We'll look forward to speaking with you next Monday. Okay. Bye. Cheers, bye.